Welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today, the podcast is brought to you by audible.com. So if you guys go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice, Audible will give you guys a 30-day free trial plus two free credits for free eBooks. We are also brought to you by Casper Mattresses. And uh, if you guys go to www.caspertrial.com forward slash spice, Casper Mattress will give you a $50 credit towards your first purchase of a Casper. What they also offer you guys is 100 nights free rest. So after you guys purchase the mattress within 100 nights, if you don't like it, you can send it back to them on their dime. And last but not least, we are brought to you by Balanced Nutrition. So if you guys go on Facebook, go to Balanced Nutrition Meal Prep. The lady's out of Sylvan Lake. Her name is Lanita Wilton. What she is offering you guys is if you guys order the 10 meals from her and you use the promo code SPICE10, she's going to give you 10% off. That's Balanced Nutrition. And we'll get to the podcast now. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. What? Oh, we're starting now. Well, oh, of course, God, I just hit record. Tanner. What the hell? You'll have to edit that out. You're I'm, an idiot. I'm only teasing it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Spice Life broadcast. Today we've got uh, Mel. Jeez, how do I even pronounce your last name? I don't want to say it wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Lubavac. That- Lubavac, yeah. Lubavac. See, That's I'm good. good. Yes. That's good. That's the first time I said it. I've spelt it all the time, and I've never actually said it out loud. Lubavac. Lubavac. Okay. There you go. See, I would have fucked it up. Yeah, for sure you would have. <laughs> Mel's she- the uh, KO boxing promoter out of Edmonton, Alberta, and they have a show coming up on March 10th in Edmonton. This is show 76? 78. 78. Wow. I have to say, she is probably the best looking boxing promoter I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh. yeah. There you go. Long- oh, nice. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're normally old men. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said that to you when I met you, that that fight card, I don't know, two shows ago for you, and I came up to Edmonton, and and we were talking uh, beforehand or whatever, and and it was like, wow, you're you're hanging out in a in a man's world, and you're 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 rocking it good, putting on big shows and hanging with the the big boys, and you're like, yep, I can I can do it. She's been around forever. So. Well, I, I've been around for a long time, and even before I actually started doing it, I was I was helping my dad out do, to do it. So I've been around forever, and I've, boxing's always been a thing in my family. So I grew up with it. I know the game. That's the difference. I didn't just come in here and be like, "Oh, I'm going to start promoting this." Mm-hmm. So I know boxing. I mean, I tried promoting MMA. That just wasn't my thing. I, nope. I just couldn't get into it. So clearly, I just stuck with the boxing. Have you ever been in a gym, Mel, and actually trained? Um, in a boxing gym or regular gym? Boxing gym. I'm in a regular gym. I was going to say, because neither. Course. I haven't been really? either. Oh. No. Oh. No. I've never worked out. I, I've never been to a boxing gym to actually work out. I just go down there to see some of the fighters mm-hmm. and my dad and stuff. And for a regular gym, I had a uh, membership for six years. And then when I finally went to go cancel it after six years, they asked me, why am I canceling it? I said, can you tell me the last time I was here? And they said, six years ago. I said, that's exactly why. So 
Wow. <laughs> that, yeah. You're like the perfect gym client then. Pay the yeah. fees and never come in. Pay the fees and never come in. And every time I was like, oh, I should cancel it. And then something would come up, like my sister's wedding. Like, yeah, I'm going to start working out. Never happened. Or something else comes out. I'm going to start working out. Never happened. So six years later, I was like, okay, like I really need to cancel this. So. Mm-hmm. That's a massive waste of money. So you've never put on massive. boxing gloves or anything at, at a gym all those years. Your dad doing all that stuff and coaching people and whatever. You've <clears> never done it. No, according to my dad, I am the most uncoordinated person when it comes to anything athletic. Oh. Yeah. It's not a very nice dad. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, he's honest. (laughs) There's some pretty unathletic combat sports people out there, though, that I've seen that can fight. Yeah, I guess. Well, he just didn't, he doesn't have the patience for me, so... She's she she said I guess uh, with a with a delay because you talk about combat sports she's talking about the fine art of finesse boxing and stuff. Boxing is a combat sport. I know, though. but you know what I'm saying, right? They so they want to be really good and moving, not just slugging and. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how many fights are on the show, Mel? Uh six. I started with ten. I'm down to six. I usually start, I always start with like around 10 anyway, because I'm hoping to get seven or eight at, um, and try to, to work it down. Six is usually the perfect number for a boxing card, but, um, so this one has six on it. See, my head instantly goes, you only have six fights. How the hell can you not get us on a fight card if you only have six fights? I mean, seriously. Because I started with 10. <laughs> That's the thing. I started with 10. So I've told you this before. I have so many fights and then slowly... Um, you know, injuries and, and whatever else happens. And then I have to slowly start pulling them off. But, um, you know, it is boxing. So six six bouts is kind of a normal thing. It's not MMA where you need 10 or 12. Yeah, and your card, your, your fan base. We talked about that that one show that if your card ended at midnight, your your fans would be pissed right off. Yeah. Yeah, no, I there's no way that I can do that. I tried to, like... 10:30 is the ideal time. 11 o'clock latest, and that's usually, um, you know, if we have Jelena on with the 10 rounds and and where we're doing it live, so we have to have a certain time, and and 11 o'clock would be the latest still. Mm-hmm. So we know of two fights on the card. So we know Rob Nichols versus Ryan Ford, and mm-hmm. we know Cam is going to fight a guy that I can't pronounce his name. Another Mexican guy, right? Oscar Bajarajas or Bajarajas. What are the other fights that are on there? Um, okay, so I have a new kid, Patrick Lafleur. He's from uh, Quebec originally. He lives in Edmonton now, and uh, he's turning pro as a boxer. He's done MMA in the past. He'll actually be fighting this guy by the name of Rhett Gibbons, who's a pro debut as well, and he's uh, Tony Pep's guy. I don't know if you know who Tony Pep is, but former former boxer. Um, I think he was the first guy to go the distance with Mayweather. Um but yeah, so I have that as opening bout. We have Eric Taylor, who is five and one against Kai Sabo out of Saskatoon, and Kai is three and two. Um, then who else do I have? Uh, Stan Ahumada, the heavyweight. What's, that, uh, what's Stan's versus... nickname? We were talking about this the other day, and no one knew. What's his nickname, or does he have one? He doesn't have one. So you gave him one. You I gave him one. We just said that we're going to give all the KO boxers new nicknames. So we said. <laughs> Cam is now the, you, Cam what, is now the little Irish ass kicker. Yeah. That's what we're gonna call him. No. What did you come up for, Stan? I thought it was A Train. 
That's, we're Maybe. That I don't stick. know. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have one. Such a bad nickname. <laughs> we're going to make that stick now. <laughs> there. No, I'm pretty sure he, does, he doesn't have one. Uh, so we have Stan versus Tim Camelli. Ooh, that's uh, a good Tim fight. Wow, yeah. Well, they already fought, and oh. and Tim lost to to Stan. And originally, um, for this bout or for this card, Tim was supposed to be fighting Adam Braidwood, but uh, Braidwood Good obviously we put on in well, we put him on in Quebec, so we yeah. pulled him off of this card. And then I felt bad for Tim, and I was like, okay, you know, I don't I don't like doing that to people last minute like that. So he said, you know what, I really wouldn't mind a rematch with uh, Stan. So I said, okay, we'll do that. So um, that's a heavyweight bout for this one. Um, and then we have Mike McWilliams versus uh, Arturo Luano, who's also from Mexico, um, which is a junior junior welterweight fight. And then the Ryan Ford and uh, Rob Nichols and then Cam and, Cam and Oscar. Uh, are the, all the fights six rounds or the, 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 first, the first one's a four rounder, right? That. The first four are four-rounders. Uh, Ryan and Rob are six, and then Cam is eight. Okay. Why couldn't you get the title fight between Rob and Ryan? There's no point. I guess not, eh? There's no point. Ryan's not going to is not gonna stay at this weight. This is kind of a one-off just because he just fought and didn't need to have to cut weight again. Um, so if Ryan was to win, that belt goes really dead. Makes sense. It's just It just sits on the shelf. He would have to vacate it anyway. So uh, there's no point in doing it. You mentioned Adam Braidwood. Let's get into him a little bit. He's got a really cool story. So mm-hmm. we're affiliated with the same team, Zuma Martial Arts, uh, mm-hmm. Adam and I, and we've sparred a few times. What a fight. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. He's no, terrifying. Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam is he's a funny guy. You know, um, I guess Quebec ended up loving him. And usually they don't take too much to outsiders coming in to beat their own. And they ended up loving him. They did so many articles on him and stuff. He's just one of those characters that um, he's, you know, he's a teddy bear deep down and he's lovable. And I think they saw that. They saw that in him. So he's, yeah, he's got the nice catchphrase of train, bro. That was so funny. (laughs) Train, bro. (laughs) Yeah, you know, he comes up with a lot of this stuff. and <laughs> But the, he, the he fact that he laugh. said it after in the post-fight interview, like, do you have anything else to say? And he's like, you got to train, bro. You got to train. He's bleeding all over the <laughs> yeah. place. It's I know. Like, oh that cut's God. pretty bad. Yeah, so bad. bad. Um, yeah. I think he's probably he's going to be a superstar uh, just on personality alone. I was going to say, you know what? If anything, because of the personality, that will get him further than than most of these guys. Um, he definitely has, uh, you know, a personality that just makes you smile every time you see him and 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 talk to him. So yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, we gave him his pro debut, and we've given him all of his seven fights prior to this fight in in Quebec being on our cards. Um, we have a promotional agreement with him and stuff, so we're just going to move him forward from here. So are you going to be able to get him to defend that title in Edmonton at some point? Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, the WBU, it's not a WBC or a WBA. Those are kind of my um, my titles that I'm affiliated with and that I like to work with. Those are the top two in the world. Uh, for it, It's a possibility. I'm not going to say no right now, and I'm not going to say yes. So okay. we'll, we'll see how it goes and see where it goes from here. You know, uh, Yesterday, Adam called out Dylan Carmen, which is the Canadian heavyweight champion, um, 
you know, it kind of sounds stupid. You go from a world title down to a Canadian title. It's, uh, but in a sense, um, it's just the way that it is right now. That's who he, he's called out and wants to fight. So I think uh, that'll be the next person. That's a good fight. I mean, um, not. I mean, not. I shouldn't say next person for in his fight, but next person that up in up in the rankings that we would want him fight. Now, in, in boxing, like because we've been talking to a lot of boxers lately: Cam O'Connell, Steve Claggett, Adam Braidwood. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of boxing titles. Like mm-hmm. there's the UBO, WBU, the IF, whatever it is, the WBC, W. What are the main ones? Like the obviously the ones that you just <laughs> mentioned. Okay, you want to hear my story on this? Okay. Yes. <laughs> if it's not WBA or WBC or even IBF or WBO, um, and those are coming after WBC and WBA, I don't see it. Being, it's not a world title. Okay. It's not. Um, if it doesn't rank you number one in the world, I don't see the point of it. Yeah. So I did notice the, the boxing standings now that Adam Braidwood did win the WBU title he's not mm-hmm. even ranked number one in canada exactly so, he's so like that's number what i'm trying six. to say yeah. so that's why i want to say like i i could def- have him defend that title it really just depends on what it brings him but at this point it doesn't move him any further so i don't understand why uh sometimes people just put on titles to put on titles i don't agree to do that i personally like to use the ones that are legit um, you know, such as, like I said, the WBC and the WBA being the world title ones, the NABF, NABA, which are um, the WBC and WBA are parent companies of, those are the North American titles. So those are the ones I would do because they're legit. Um, you know, a Canadian title, yeah, it's it's legit when you get two Canadian guys to fight each other and, and he's ranked number one or whatever it may be. But I don't see... Um, I don't see the point of doing these uh, Western Canadian yeah. titles and Eastern Canadian titles. I don't see that. It was like inter, I, I just inter Asia, intercontinental weird title. I don't understand it. Well, well they're, they're similar know, to they're, just having a promotion and saying you're the you're the KO boxing world yeah. champion well, or whatever. Well, and that's the thing. And sense. you know, for years it drives me nuts with the MMA world <laughs> where you know. You're a blah, 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 world champion. No, you're not. You're a world champion in your little division of whatever promoter you have. Like, that just drives me nuts for the MMA. Uh, That's why boxing to me is more legit. You're literally being looked at across the board for across the world being ranked in there. You know, like Jelena Marjanovic is a legit Hold on, say that name again. Yeah, say it again. We we were were saying, how do we say that last (laughs) time? No. Jelena Marjanovic. Marjanovic. I know how to say Jelena. Marjanovic. Marjanovic. I don't want to screw it up when I see her on Friday. Yeah. We want to get her on the podcast. I told her that, but she's definitely. Um, So, I mean, she's a legit world champion. She's ranked number one in the world. You go on BoxRack, she's ranked number one, like, you know, in the world, not just Canada. So, um, those are legit titles that she has. She has the WBC, WBA. So, you know, but you look her up and she is ranked number one. She's not Mm. still ranked number 90 something after winning a world title. Yeah. Yeah. So you did mention MMA titles. So for us people that do fight MMA, there's Mm -hmm. two world titles that are, that are relevant and that's the UFC and Bellator. So all the, like the Havoc title there, we consider them regional titles. Uh Oh, she gone. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Uh, Uh, no, uh, but even so, the UFC is still not 
a legit world title. How is it not? How is it? Because everybody from the, the it's open to everybody no, on the but, planet, but it's right? Not, well, no. no, but it's no, actually not though, sense, and I agree with you. You have to be signed to the UFC That's true. to yep. fight for the UFC title. So you're telling me that there might not be someone else in the rest of the world that might be better than one of those guys? That's that's very sure true. Sure there might be. I understand that, yeah. But they're not in those rankings because, you know, they, they might have not had the opportunity to be in the UFC or in Bellator or anything like that. So, no, I, I don't agree. So, I'm kind of new to boxing and I don't quite understand it. So, the title, like the, let's say the WBC title, that is mm -hmm. open to anybody on the planet so like let's say i'm well well no you got to be ranked with them okay. so like people like floyd mayweather oscar de la hoya uh, mike tyson um muhammad ali they all have the wbc belts that green belt that you see them mm -hmm. holding and the yeah. one that floyd mayweather puts on his dining room table the 20 of them that he has <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh the wbc that's legit that's you know the number one um uh, sanctioning body for boxing in the world okay so what it does is you know just if you decided to start boxing tomorrow you're not going to be ranked in the wbc the wbc will do the top 20 or yes. whatever it may be top 25 but to get there you have to have some fights then you get ranked in your country so for instance in canada if you're ranked number one in canada then you go and do the north american title so the nabf or the naba so you get ranked in there if you win that then you become number one there. So now that you're number one in North America, you're in the top 15 or top 20 because of the fact that you're ranked now with continents, right? Yes. So you're ranked up in the top 15 in the world as the best. And what happens there is then you start kind of fighting those people that are ranked and start moving up in the rankings. And your, your you know, hope and everything that everyone wants is that number one guy, mm -hmm. the one that has the title decides to fight you because now you have the chance at the title shot. So let's say like with Ryan Ford and Adam Braidwood, they both won world titles, mm -hmm. but those titles that Nobody they would be as quotations. Well, it happened. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that the whole time too, yeah. and no one can see me. Would, the, would those titles be a stepping stone up to a bigger title? Is that, is that how you well, would? And that's the thing, you know, I'm not going to discredit what they did and that they were able to get these titles. Um, it is a stepping stone in a sense that it is moving them up in rankings. It's not moving them to number one, what a world title actually does, but mm -hmm. it did move them up in rankings. Uh, I think uh, Ryan in the world right now is 80 something and, and Adam is 90 something, which I mean is huge when in consideration there's about 1200 to 1500 in that division. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that's pretty good. So for the fans that don't <laughs> understand it, when you're talking about like the, the, the Canadian title or, you know, the North American title that, that's recognized by the, what one is it, the IBF? Or what, what did the you N say? NA. The, the NABF is associated with the WBC and the NABA is associated with the WBA. Yeah. So, so, so when, yeah, but so, exactly. <laughs> So when so when a boxer from Canada or the U.S. gets the opportunity to fight for that belt and they win that belt, that that puts them into a way higher ranking than one of these world titles that are that are out there that that's something different, right? Like that that's a I, big I, I opportunity. Would say so yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for somebody like Ryan or or Adam that fought for a 
world title somewhere else. Or, I mean, Ryan's is still bigger because it's a universal title. So he's, like, in the whole universe now. Yeah. <laughs> he could fight on Mars and defend Yeah, that. he's the Mars world champion. I guess you know? so. No. So, but, but then, so for them to fight now for one of those, if they had the opportunity to fight for a North American title, like, that's a way bigger title in the boxing world to get them recognized, to move up yes. the rankings, to get okay. to that thing. So it's, it's, yeah. it is a step ahead then. Even though you're saying, oh, you're fighting for now North American title. Exactly. Okay. That's the way, that's, I, I would say that it's that way, and I'm pretty sure 99% of the people that are involved in that would say that, now, that they would agree with me. Now, across the board then, so that, so we have the North American title that we're talking about over mm-hmm. in Asia or in, in you know, uh, the, Russia or something like that. Do they have an equivalent um, title belt that then would get like fighters from over there into the same kind of rankings uh yeah i think it's um what it is it's like a wbc intercontinental or wbc like those kind of titles where or um you know wbc caribbean so that they they can do it where it starts grouping them up so that they can take those winners and start putting them in rankings gotcha well now i'm glad we got it from somebody that knows what the heck they're talking about because I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's a little bit more complicated, right? It's not, like I said, someone's promotion company putting a world title up and yeah. saying you're a world yeah. title holder. The- you know, um, but so it, it is worldwide. It's legit. It's actually looking across the world to see who is ranked and mm-hmm. and who deserves a shot to make that, you know, million-dollar payday or in Floyd Mayweather's case, the $300 million yeah. payday. yeah. The WKA, like World Kickbox Association, they did the same thing, right? Like they have the, you know, any t- for for the amateur stuff especially, but they have like the Western Canadian, the Eastern Canadian like titles. Then they have the Canadian title. Then they had the same thing in the U.S. Then they had the U.S. champ. Then they had the North American. Then they had the Intercontinental, and then they had the World Title. Yeah. So you'd fight through those things if you're in yeah. your division, and then you would get that it's like that chance. It's like so. Super Mario Brothers. You go to different levels. Exactly. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's how I'm going to, to explain save, it to people. To now. save the yeah. princess, so the okay. belt is the princess. <laughs> the belt is the princess. Okay, so Good. so Braidwood and them are like on eight dash two. Then they're not quite at. They're not at level ten, no. <laughs> <laughs> something something like that. Yeah. 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 Good. Uh, what do you think about Floyd Mayweather potentially fighting Conor McGregor? Hmm. Would I watch it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, would I try to be in Vegas for that? Yes. Um, you know, I think at this point, Floyd has proved himself as a boxer. Um, I think that people, when they open their mouths, such as Conor McGregor saying that he's a better fighter and Ronda Rousey did it, let's face it, she got fucking knocked out by, (laughs) by a boxer. So, um, you know, I think he's proved himself as a boxer. Uh, at this point, I think it's more just he's having fun with it. Totally. It's a fun fight. Yeah, I think he, I mean, I don't see any way of, of Conor McGregor beating him when it comes down to boxing. I can a little bit, but it's There's, there's certain things. It's hard. I mean, there's still, there's still, there's still, uh, um, she got him. Everybody's got a everybody's got a, uh, a you know puncher's chance or whatever they call it. But like Connor's reach and stuff's different. He's bigger, but at the same time, I mean Floyd moves so well, 
and and uh, you know he'd be he'd be really hard to hit. It'd be neat to see. We've talked about that a few times. If they could do a bit of a slight turn on the um, uh, like like with the rules, like put a boxing fight with MMA gloves or something like that, right? Where there was a slight you know um, difference to to what they were doing, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. At the end of the day, if Connor gets that fight. He's a genius. I don't care what anybody says. He just made a hundred million dollars yeah. or whatever, fifty million, and it's like he did it with his mouth. And he goes, "See, I'm gone." True. I can True. Retire. I mean, definitely, he's doing it because of like he knew that he would get the money to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, he was smart in doing that. I mean, everyone's end game is is to be a champion in something and make the money. So, if he can do that, great. Where are you, where are you, ta- where are you letting... taking us, Mel? Okay, so my phone seemed to drain like 40% since we've been on it. Oh, so she's, she's going to find a charger. charger. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's moving too fast for the Wi-Fi to catch up. <laughs> That's all right. Well, it's bogged out, I can tell you guys about audible.com. Oh, there you go. So audible.com is going to offer you guys a 30-day free trial. If you go... To the website and you type in www.audible.com trial forward slash www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice and they will give you guys a 30 day free trial and two free credits for two ebooks mel you back we're back back? yeah so 25 15 what were we talking about conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather did we wrap that up (laughs) um I think so. Not much to say about that other than yeah, the yeah, that genius. it would be good money and stuff like that, and it would be yeah, it would be it'd be interesting enough to see it. I mean, there's I think the people that are the like even MMA fighters are are uh, um, you know pissed off about it or whatever that he's talking and he's not defending his belt and he's not doing this and it's like whatever and then you get boxing guys that are you know choked about it that that he's talking himself into this fight and it's kind of like well. You know, he's been doing it since he started with the UFC, talking and and backing <laughs> backing it up in that in that promotion. And I mean, he's he's a promoter's dream, I would think, right? I mean, he's oh, yeah. he's selling he's selling his sport, he's selling himself, he's selling the company, he's doing all that stuff. And these these fighters that are able to do that and be outspoken and then back it up with with what they say, I mean, it's it it sells tickets. You know, even Ryan Ford, we oh, talked yeah. about he's, that. He's a great self promoter. Conor McGregor is a great self-promoter. He did a great thing, and I'm sure the UFC does love him. Mm-hmm. So, good for him. That's exactly. why they don't want him to go over to boxing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if he could get into boxing and start doing some stuff there, it would be no different, right? I mean, he would just be be promoting that same thing. He promotes himself, but then whoever's he's tied in with uh, gets, gets some of that too, right? So, um, yeah. And you have some of that with some of your guys. Like, how many fighters do you actually have signed with KO? Like, active on your on your roster? That you are know? active, fifteen. Okay. Well, that's enough. Yeah. So, how many shows a year are you putting on? Four. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, you got room for two more. <laughs> oh, don't show her your spaghetti um, arms. Oh, spaghetti arms. So my my promotional contract is that I have to um I'm obligated to put my guys on at least two shows per year. So, you know, when you take fifteen guys That's split that up between true. the four shows and having to put them on twice, it makes it pretty hard to do that. That's true, I guess. Um that. granted if I if I put them on in a different city 
as well, it's counted as one because, it, you know, I'm allowing them to fight somewhere else. Um, it does count as one. But the thing is, you know, a lot of people don't pull in um, other people's fighters, right? They have their own. If they have a promotion yeah. company, they have their own fighters. So they want an opponent. They don't want a guy that can come in and beat them. So mm-hmm. when when uh, and you can answer this it doesn't have to be specifics but so when when a fighter of yours that signed with ko goes and fights so somebody like adam like adam signed with you guys right so when mm-hmm. he fights in quebec mm-hmm. what's the what's the benefit for ko there um you know there it's it's not necessarily a benefit at this point uh it's it's just really just keeping our fighters active um, you know, if it's a fight that I think is good and winnable, um, then then you allow them to go on there because there might be an opportunity in the sense that it might be a like there's there's situations where the fighter has his own promoter and he's ranked higher. Well, he's not and doesn't want to come here or he has the title and you kind of have to say, OK, well, for it to work, I guess you're going to have to go into his backyard. So sometimes you have to allow that to happen. And if it's a fight that you think your fight, fighter is going to win, then you take it. Um, obviously, there's always stipulations and things. Uh, anytime I get a contract, uh, I have to go through it and put my own little clause in there to make sure that my my fighter is protected. So you know, it's just it's an opportunity for them to move along if it's a fighter that that will make them move. So if somebody comes to you and asks you for a fighter, do you get a cut or like a uh, like a I don't want, like a handling fee, I guess. Because so you're not know. managing these guys, though, right? You're I'm not managing them. I technically, uh, in a sense, do a manager's job for them without taking the cut. Oh. So, I mean, they're signed to KO Boxing. So that means they technically can't fight elsewhere without my permission, or I can stop them from fighting somewhere else. Okay. So, um, you know, a lot of times, I mean... Clearly, I haven't done that. We've let Ryan Ford go fight in Singapore and Thailand and stuff like that. Um, we've let um, Adam Braidwood in Quebec and and possibly Cam in the future. I'll be letting go to Ontario, stuff like that. So I, I we let them go places. I don't want to stop them from anything as long as it's the right fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So because I'm building them here. So no, I don't take a cut from them. My thing as a promotional, it's, you know, I'm building them to be with my company. And it's always the sense that you look at it in the future, that somewhere like Top Rank or Golden Boy decides they want to buy out his contract. So they buy their contract out for me. Oh, that's where my, my money that, comes that, That's in. where the thing. So it is, is Jelena still a KO boxer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So, so and same thing. So when she's fighting in France and all these different fights, it's still done through you and whatever and, and, oh, yeah. and that kind yeah. of stuff. And I, you know, we, we're negotiating a, a fight right now for a rematch in France. They want to do a rematch. So I have the contract, now that you said that, I have the contract on my desk somewhere here that I should send back and <laughs> we need to sign and stuff. But the same thing. I put certain clause in there. You know, I want to make sure that it's on even ground where uh, there's... I you know, uh, judges and, and refs are appointed by the WBC and WBA. It's not all from France because that's not fair either. Yeah. Right. So, you know, things like that, that I make sure to, to look at before we go into a fight. How so, close do you stay with your fighters? Because, um, I'm a creep, but I creeped your Facebook last night cause I know nothing about you, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, uh, you and Jelena, you guys seem like pretty close. Like you guys hang out. 
Oh yeah, okay. Selena and I are very close. Um, you know, we're we're kind of like sisters. Uh, there's her. My dad is her trainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he has been from the beginning. So, um, and then her dad and my dad have known each other since my dad came to the country. So it's been years and years and years and years. Uh, so yeah, no, we've we've been close and. There's times where we'll text her, I'll be on the phone, she'll be like, oh, um, you know, I'm just with dad. And I'm like, mine or yours? Like, because <laughs> it's just, you know, that's, it. we're, yeah, no, we're very close. We travel together. We uh, talk on the phone all the time. We're, we're good friends. So a fight like She's, that with a rematch that you're talking about in, in France for her, um, mm-hmm. to give her, her opponent that she already beat a rematch, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you get to a certain point. Is it is it better because there's like is it better for her to go to France because there's a bigger opportunity there than to fight say in Edmonton for KO? Like what what's the what's the rationale behind going over there? And she's she's already the champ, so you know why? right? Um, because they're the ones that are looking to try to get this title from her. So they're going right? to offer way more to do it there. Well, they just they're. Why would we bring her here? She's beat her. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Why would I waste? Uh, my money and time and Jelena's to bring this girl that Jelena's already beat. If they want her and to get the opportunity to fight for those titles again, they're going to ask for her to come over there. Yeah. So make, that's what I'm saying. So it makes more sense for Jelena to go there and, and everybody it, it's more yeah. win-win for, for you guys here to go there. Yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, it, and it's also, it's, it's a good thing because it's exposure, international exposure. She's, you know, been fighting lately in different places. She fought in Panama, Argentina, France, Tokyo over the time. So it's good, you know, not to just fight in this, in your hometown. Um, you know, granted, don't get me wrong. She loves fighting at home because nothing's better than having your home crowd cheering you on. And, and the entire place goes crazy when she comes in. But, um, you know, it's also good to kind of get that exposure and and stuff to see different places and experience different things. What's your plans for Cam O'Connell? And Luke and I are both we both we're both friends with Cam, and we're mm-hmm. always asking him when the heck are you getting a title title shot because he's so good. I know. Okay, so problem being is the Canadian title. There is no one for him to fight. So he's I've the Canadian tried. champion by default. I would say so. Why not? What what do you mean Um, there's nobody for him to fight? What do you mean? Okay, so the title, I believe, is vacant. But the problem being is, like, clearly, Cam hasn't fought any Canadians in the past, what, like, two, three years? Because there's no one at that weight class for him to fight that will take the fight. Like, they they either have their own promoter and they don't want to leave their town. They don't want to leave their city. Um, they just want to fight in their little hometown and not move anywhere, come over here, but they won't bring us over there either. So, um, the Canadian title, like I've been, it's so funny because so many times the guys that sanction the Canadian title will say to Cam, well, don't you want a title shot? He's like, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, sure. No problem. But give me an opponent. Like how fight for what title against who? Like there isn't anyone to fight. So, so we're talking world titles now then? Sorry? You're talking like the only option for him would be a world title then. Or North America. No, 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 no. Um, you know, because there's nothing for the Canadian title, I think the next step would be the North American one. So the okay. NABF or NABA. Right now Steve Wilcox in Ontario holds the NABA in the hundred and forty pounds though. So, um, you know, Cam did call out Steve 
I think it was in our December show, he called them out on um, after his fight and stuff in the ring. Uh, they were up in the air about it. I don't think they were too interested in it. Now it's kind of come to the point where we're starting to negotiate a little bit. So possibly Cam might go and fight in Ontario in June. Hey, so if he wins that stop, title... We're going to have to start shit-talking Steve Wilcox then, I guess, just to get it happen. <laughs> seems to be working. We've been doing that for a few other people. It seems yeah. to work, so there you go. Yeah, so um, if you know all works out, uh, he will have the 140-pound title in the, NA, in the NABA. I don't know how many times he'll defend that just because Cam's a 135-pounder, but it will move him up in the rankings. And that's a legit exactly, belt? Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. the... That's the, that's the the WBA's, uh, the parent company to NABA. Okay. Cool. So what does Steve Cleggett have then? Uh, NABA USA something? Something like that. Mm-hmm. You had him signed for a little while, right? We did. We had him, uh, we turned him pro. We gave him, I think, his first seven, eight fights, and we put him on a couple more later And that. Uh, there was some conflict at the time with, his trainer and and whatever and some decisions that they wanted to make so we decided to just end that contract um they went their own way and stuff uh since then we've been i've i've actually been fine with eric de guzman now who used to be his trainer and stuff and i'm good with steve and you know we we've been talking and stuff like that i i put down his name under um Boxrec as me being his promoter just to help him out in a sense because I get calls all the time. So if they see that, they'll call me. I'll let him know just to help him out. Um, You know, if he ends up signing with us again, great. If not, you know, I'm sure he has something else in mind. So did you know that Steve's a movie star? (laughs) Steve's a movie star? Yeah. Yeah, He was in the movie, the 90s movie Hook. He's Rufio. He didn't know that. (laughs) 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 What? You ever seen the movie Hook? Like Hook as in Peter Pan. As in Peter, Peter Pan. Pan? Yeah. yeah, with Robin I Williams. So. I, yeah, Robin, I can't remember it much though. Yeah. And oh. then Rufio, he's like one of the Lost Boys. That's who he looks like. Yeah. Like almost identical. Okay, like I, I, I'm seriously going to Google that. I've been making the the same joke for two weeks now, but it's still funny. It is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll look that up after. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you about uh, Dakota boxing and the Roy Jones Jr. stuff. You made a Facebook post a little while ago. I can't rattle it off my brain, but uh, I was asked to ask you about it. Okay. Um, so for those fans, well, are, are you looking? At, well, I was going to say we got to give a little bit of background story to that. Nobody knows what you're talking. There, about. Were, there was something about. Uh, I don't know if you wrote this or if this was just broken telephone. Uh, no, I'll give it straight up how it was done. All right. They See? decided that they were going to announce Roy Jones Jr. versus Rob Nichols. They posted this all over Facebook and and whatever else uh, media. They went to newspapers. They went to TV uh, media and tried to say, we're bringing Roy Jones Jr. here, blah, 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 blah. Um, First of all, their biggest mistake is you get a contract signed before you start announcing a fight. Just saying. Um, but what happened was they decided that they were going to say they were going to do it in Edmonton. Right. Um, when I was asked about it from certain media outlets, I told them I have no comment because it's not going to happen. Which in the end didn't. Yeah. But because 
they decided to put that in the papers that they were coming into Edmonton and doing this show, people don't know how to distinguish between different promoters. So because I am pretty much the monopoly in Edmonton here where I'm the only one that's doing boxing shows and people associated to KO Boxing, they automatically thought that was my show. Oh. So, you know, I started hearing, oh, well, you know, I thought you were bringing Roy Jones Jr. here. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. That's, you know, some inexperienced promoter. So to me, that's that's where I stepped in because I just put it out on my KO Boxing Facebook page where I said, you know, recently there's been rumors about Roy Jones Jr. coming here from a different Canadian promotion company, which I never even said to Kata. Um, <laughs> well, they're the ones that said they were putting it on, so. <laughs> yeah. Right, but I mean, whatever. I, I didn't go straight out and attack them. And I just wanted to make things clear that it wasn't me because I would know better of the situation. Um, I, 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 I could, actually, I have it on, on my Facebook right here. I'll look at it. Oh. Uh, I just said I wanted to make a couple things clear um, for them in the future. If you're going to announce a fight, have a contract signed first and foremost. Secondly, do not announce that you have a date set in my city when you do not have a promoter's license That's for Edmonton. My city, yeah. yeah. I remember that now, too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, in my city, when you don't even have a promoter's license for Edmonton, nor did you apply for the license or an, or even an event date hold, uh, these were confirmed to me by my commission. Uh, thirdly, who even said that Edmonton Commission would have even sanctioned such a fight? And lastly, you can't get mad at RJJ for going down a different path. The contract was never signed. Um, then I said this uncalculated announcement was unfair to your fighter who wanted the fight and to the fans that actually believed this. This is why boxing promotions get a bad rap, and this is why people shouldn't jump on bandwagons of amateurs. Honestly, I wouldn't have even bat batted an eyelash, my long eyelashes, as I mentioned <laughs> earlier, uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if these guys didn't announce that they were going to promote this in Edmonton. If anyone's going to bring Roy Jones Jr. or any other named fighter into Edmonton, it will be me. Oh, I did, sorry. Oh, Dakota yeah, I, just I did say, Dakota, just continue doing your shows in Calgary and Grand. <laughs> <laughs> So, just a, just a forewarning to any other boxing promotions that want to go to Edmonton, you better call Mel first, take her out for a lobster dinner, and ask politely. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, that reminds me, I watched that uh, American Gangster movie the other day, Oh yeah. when, when they come into the new city, and it's like, before you call, you better phone me. That's what Mel's saying now. She's like, yeah. before you come to my city, you better well, ask yeah, for permission. Don't come into my city, and like I said, people associate it with, with my event. So. Yeah. I don't want to look like the idiot that couldn't bring Roy Jones Jr. here. Mm -hmm. I would have had a signed contract before I announced it. Well, from what I understand is he wanted a buttload of money. Like, we're talking 150 k Yeah, but that's what you talk about prior exactly. to announcing it. That's like me saying I'm bringing Mayweather here. Like, Really? How you are? That would be wicked. Yeah. When's that going to happen? I want on that show. Stupid do I sound? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at bringing Mayweather into Edmonton. Oh, sorry, it didn't happen. He wanted too much money. Really? You didn't think that I would have thought of that before? Like, you negotiate those kind of things. Yes, there's always talk of saying, hey, this is what I would like to do. Or in the future, I wouldn't mind doing this. But not actually announcing and going to venues, trying to find a place to actually put this show on. And you didn't even have a contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just it's it, to me it's very amateur. So of course I, I post something like that and 
some person, I'm going to do the air quotes here, um, supposedly named Amy, decided to start bashing me on this oh, and calling Amy. me some names. Amy, you can't uh, do that. Yeah, Amy, that was rude. No, you can't do yeah, that, Amy. Yeah, jeez. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, the chick had, like, I think, like, two friends, and they were from Calgary, and she supposedly was from Ontario, and somehow she knew everything about my fighters and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, whatever it may be, if it was someone that was protecting Dakota and trying to say the stuff they did, or if it was Dakota themselves, go ahead. I didn't fall into their little trap to sit there and, and start name-calling and bashing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like that. I do have some class. So so on the subject of Rob Nichols <laughs> and Dakota a little bit, can we get your thoughts on what happened between them? Well, I mean, I've read the statement that Dakota <clears throat> put. Um, I've talked to Rob. I knew about it from from the day that it happened. Um, you know, personally, I, I've, I've talked to Luke about this. I mentioned it to him yesterday really quickly. Um, you know, when it comes down to it and you pull just one fight like that off the card, uh, that's your main event and that you've been selling and it's it's, you know, less than two weeks out from your from your card you don't just pull the one fight i mean i can see if they pull the entire card situations happen where things start falling apart or you know um something doesn't line up and all that kind of stuff and and you have to pull the card or postpone it but you don't just pull the one fight and pulling that one fight the reason that i think they did it was it wasn't bringing in the money and the sales that they thought it was going to, and it was going to cost them too much. So let's make up an excuse or a reason of cutting it off. So you know, both fighters were healthy and ready to go. Yeah. There wasn't. It wasn't a situation where um, David Whittem was injured, and they only had ten days to try to figure out a new opponent, and it just couldn't work, right? Yeah. Because cruiserweight's not the easiest to find. It'd be interesting. So it's not like something like that happened. Yeah. I'd like to know, and I mean, well, we mentioned before, we have them on on, on we call them out. Tuesday, like like the promoters from Dakota, they're coming on the show again to talk about it, but I fought on that show. It was it was packed. It was, I think, like from looking at it, it was for the venue that they had it at and whatever, it, was, it looked like it was sold out. So I don't know if that happened. Well, but... I think they could but thank Steve Claggett for that. I was going to say. That's what Steve I mean. Claggett yeah. From yeah. Edmonton, <laughs> but they didn't have Steve Claggett on that card prior to No, I know they didn't. That's what I sorry, that's what I'm trying to say like I don't know where their ticket sales were at before they did it and and nobody really knows, right? It would be interesting to know if they well, were I be- as I full. believe on one of the statements that Dakota made, I thought that they said something like he wasn't bringing in the numbers that he should have been. Oh. I, didn't see I that. thought I read that somewhere. I could be wrong. Please don't start posting things on my Facebook for saying <laughs> the wrong thing. Um, you know, I, I thought that that's what it said. That's the only logical reason that I can see why a promoter would pull a fight. Mm-hmm. Okay? When it comes down to it. But you've already went this far. You bite your tongue and you lose money if you have to. Like, you know, or you pull the whole card to save face that it wasn't just about the one fight. So you're talking about um, your reputation then more than anything, right? And your brand and what you're what you're standing well, behind, right? Like when general, you say that, yeah. You know, it's it's just it's wrong. I, it's wrong for the fighters that trained and maybe didn't take other fights because of it. Um, or other opportunities. It's wrong to do that. I, I I completely disagree with what they did, and I felt really bad for both David and Rob. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a tough thing when because uh, David Woodham's getting up there in age, and it, it's very well known that me and David don't get along. 
We don't like each okay. other. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> know if David he, didn't get along with you, but now he doesn't. No, we don't get along. Now he doesn't. No. Yeah, because you've been shit talking him like nobody's. Yeah, it's hilarious. He's actually a super nice guy. I hate him. He, well, we had him on the show, and 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 the two of them were talking because there was this hype behind how they wanted to like really get into it, Dave and and um and Rob, right? And we get them on mm-hmm. the show, and they're just kind of talking, and they're being polite or whatever. And we're like, well, this isn't the show we get at. And then at the very end, he's like, Rob, you're a pussy, <laughs> pussy Rob. And Rob's like, whatever, we'll see. And Rob didn't engage anything because that's no. Rob. He's just like, hey, yeah, whatever. We kind of knew we'll that was going to happen, though. Yeah, and it, but it was just funny. And then they go off, and then and then Tanner, yeah, David shit him, and you just yeah. start bad-mouthing him. <laughs> didn't Braidwood say something to him, too, because he was yeah. in the corner. Right, like, like uh, David Whittem was in the corner of the guy that uh, Braidwood just fought. Right, so we had told Braidwood, like, you better say something to him when you get down there. <laughs> so he had said, well, he trash talked Adam too. He told, yeah. he said that Adam could box. Anyway, on the uh, what I was going to say is David Whittem's getting up there in age. I think he's thirty seven or thirty eight years old. He's he's getting up there, and okay. uh, I've like he wanted a title shot probably to wrap up his career. That that's what my thoughts were. Um, possibility. I, I, I don't know. I can't speak on, on behalf of David, but, um, like I said, it just, it wasn't right for either fighter, right? Because they had something planned. And if that was going to be his last game plan or whatever it may be, like you just, you just switched everything up and, you know, to turn it around and, and try to put on a different main event and stuff because it might have better sales for you and whatever else. I, I just, I don't agree with what they did. Mm -hmm. I really don't. To me, it's not right. Somebody coming in there? Yeah, somebody's trying to get in here. So, <laughs> did you lock the door? I did. Hold on. <laughs> I did lock my door. I could hear the door handle going. I'm like, what oh. the? So I don't know. Uh-oh. That's weird. Okay. So is this yeah, a well, full-time gig for you then? It is. Yeah. So all day, every day, you're 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 dealing with boxing. Yeah, because it, it does. It takes It takes time to actually put on... A proper card that's organized. Yeah. Um, so the only reason that I only do four fights a year, it's because it is pretty much just me. Um, you know, my dad's part is being at the gym with the fighters. Um, so it is just me. I'm the promoter. I'm the. I'm pretty much the matchmaker slash everything, right? So um, when it's just because it's just me, I I can only do four because it takes a good two and a half, three months to put a card together, and it takes a good couple weeks or a month to clean up a card after. Yeah. So, you know, it, it takes time. Um, no. When is the next show? Like, I know we're going to talk about, I want to talk more about this one and get you some details, but you got March 10th. When is your next potential date then? June 16th, December, Ooh. or September 8th, and then December 8th. Ooh, Ooh. I like September 8th. That's a nice yeah, date. Yeah, that's a good one for two Red Deer guys to yeah. come up and fight. Then you only need yeah. one coach. And yeah. Cam can fight on that show. You can have Red Deer versus Edmonton and Mexico or something. <laughs> I say Mexico because Cam seems to be fighting a lot of Mexican guys. But, well, yeah, um, because because of the fact that uh, it's the weight. Yeah. Uh, okay. I actually have someone that's coming in my office. We ran like. I hope it's somebody interesting. Actually, it is. It's uh, Ken Lacusta. Oh, what? Let's say hi to hey. him. Hey, Ken. Um, I'm on a podcast, like a, a interview. So uh, they want to say hi. I'm gonna take you off the. St- there we go. Hello? Hi. Hello. No? Oh, okay. Here's hey, Ken. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> it's Luke and Tanner. You're on the Spice of Life podcast. How are you doing? Good. Good. Very, very good. 
<laughs> he said, this is what I, this this is already more more in engagement than we got from Sarah Kaufman. It's true. That's good. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I do have to take care of something. If you want to pause, and I can come back and like let, let you guys know. If not, um, I guess we could wrap it up. All right. So Mel's done with her her intruder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So was that him that was actually knocking at the door and everything before, and then he like left because he couldn't get in, and then he came back. I, I don't like, know. Oh. I didn't ask. So. <laughs> I don't where? Know. So where is your office though? When you went down, like do you. You're in an office right now, but is this an mm-hmm. office in a building that you own, or is it just you have an office in a shared building or something? Like, I don't yeah, understand your setup. Bu- it's a shared okay. building. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Um, so March 10th, your show mm-hmm. coming up here. Where where can people find tickets? Uh, either on our website, killboxingcanada.com, uh, under the ticket section, eventbrite.ca, or at the door the day of. The door the or day night of. of. Okay. What uh, what do you have for ticket options? Is there still table seats available for dinner? Because you guys do a dinner show there too, right? Yeah, like they we get do dinner. a dinner show, and the shop puts on a great dinner, so a uh, three-course meal. Those tickets are still available until about Tuesday, Wednesday morning latest, just because I have to give my numbers into the shop. Um, but those are still available as well, and then there's the general admission. Okay, so What's what on we- the menu? Uh, it is a beef tenderloin. With chicken, gnocchi, a salad to start, and a cheesecake to finish. Ooh, nice. KO boxing, not fucking around. Oh yeah, some nope. other some other promoters I've been to could take a few uh, few tips away from that. That sounds like a yeah. Really let's good not meal. serve craft dinner, Grand Prairie. Yeah. Oh, is that what they did? Oh, it was bad. Oh wow, that's <laughs> what. What what do the what do the table seats range now for the the audience members so they know. Well, tables range from the price of uh, twelve sixty to twenty four hundred, so or twenty four plus tax, so twenty five twenty. Um, and then I guess if if you just wanted per seat, just divide that by eight. Okay, and and you you don't you can like the anybody that wants to come to the show can just buy one table seat. They or can. Um, they. I mean, you're not going to have the preference of choosing ringside in row one or two. Yeah. Usually, that's the third or fourth row. There's a, you know, people that buy separate ta- tickets. So then I just take that table and split it up. Split it up, obviously. And then, what are your general mission seat costs for everybody? Those are sixty-five plus tax and okay. Eventbrite t- ticket fees or whatever it is. Fee. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Bad. That's not bad at yeah. all. Yeah, that's good. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, promoting your fight cards. Because I like mm-hmm. I come from the MMA world where we're all over Facebook and we're making posts and and doing this with boxing. You guys don't do that so much. No, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people. It's a different demographic. So um, you know, the majority of our our table buyers anyway are, are corporate corporate sales, and those guys are ranging from thirty five plus. Um, and I'm not trying to say the 35-year-olds because that's, well, how old I am. But we're on social media. But, I mean, the older ones, they're, they're not, right? So that's not a huge thing. Um, it, for them, it's more us calling them up and saying, hey, it's a fight again, and they buy tables like that. Or through word of mouth, or they've been to our event before and they want to buy again. Or they read it in the paper, those kind of things. But definitely not uh, social media-wise. Are you going to change but, that? I'm trying to slowly, 
Um, I just started a Twitter account for <laughs> bouquet boxing. Really? Like I, yeah, no, you know what? I'm like one of those people. I like, I only just got on Facebook myself three years ago. Oh wow. Like, yeah, I just did not want to be on it. And then I just realized it's impossible not to be yeah. like, it's so much easier to do things on there, even to look for a fighter. Sometimes you just look on Facebook and they're mm -hmm. there. Um, so whether it be that me messaging them saying, hey, can I have your manager or trainer's number, promoter's number, whatever it is, or if they're dealing, make their own dealings, then I just go directly with them. But it's so much easier than trying to like go through different channels or trying to find them. So as the promoter, do you get much press yourself like doing shows like this? Um, I have. I've, you know, I've been on um, TSN 1260, which I'm actually going to be on next week as well. Um, I've done interviews with Global and CTV um, now with you guys, um, I've done, yeah, I've done a lot of different interviews, like with the boxing voice and, and different boxing channels. That's good. At least you get some press. Yeah. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle? Oh, he's going to add you right now. <laughs> I'm uh, I want to see, but I've looked up Kale Boxing before. Kale so. Boxing Canada. Well, yeah, it's only been like two weeks. Kale Boxing <laughs> Canada? Yeah. We probably follow her already. No, I don't think. What the hell? Wow. Classic Luke just interrupting the podcast on his phone. No, I'm trying to... There it is. Okay. <laughs> so if there's one fight on this fight card coming up March 10th, what what's your pick? One fight to watch. Who? You know what? To be honest with you, there's a couple that I think are going to be really, really good. Um, Eric Taylor, Kai Sabo, that's going to be a fight to watch because... Um, I've seen them both obviously fight, like Eric's our, our fighter here, but um, I've seen them both fight. I've had Kai on three or four different times. And anytime you put either one of them into a fight, they make it a good fight. So I think putting them together should make a great fight. Okay. Um, you know, that's, that's hoping, right? Like, that's the thing. I try not to get too excited because certain fights that I get so excited over, they end up, like, end up disappointing me. And then the ones mm -hmm. that I think that are going to be mediocre are the ones that are fighting the night. Yeah. So it just really depends. It's, you know, fighter styles and stuff like that. So I definitely think that's going to be a great fight. Um, I think that uh, Mike McWilliams versus uh, Arturo Luano, uh, I think that will be a good fight too just because... Um, Arturo fought our other fighter, Justin Hocko, in Winnipeg in, I think it was October, in October, and it was like a bloody match. Huh. It was just, yeah, so they were just toe-to-toe, -to -toe. so I'm hoping it's the same thing. Uh, definitely the Ryan Ford, Rob Nichols one. Um, you know, that I was working on for a long time. I just had to wait to see Ryan's outcome from his fight in Singapore and stuff like that, so... That I, honestly, I, I there's a few fights that I think are going to be really good, and I mean Cam Cam is Cam is underrated in a sense because you know he he doesn't go in there and he's not loud and and expressive and stuff like that, but he can fight, he can box, and if you know anything about boxing, you'll enjoy it. I always like watching Cam fight, so yeah, we're trying to change that loudness a little bit too. We get him on the podcast more, he might yeah. He might loud up. He said some funny stuff on the podcast. <laughs> Did you listen to the podcast with Cam? Yes. <laughs> You're lying. No. See, this is why she didn't want to do video. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know I'm a bad liar. 
Uh, no, I haven't had the chance to, to be honest with you. Even like just doing this right now, I have like 20 things that I are know. flashing on my computer that I need to do. A week out from an event is really, really, really tough for me. Next yeah. time, reach out to us a month out of the event. Yeah, and then we can help even more. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I didn't even think of it until Luke was like, hey, uh, do you want to do this? <laughs> I know he tried getting me on before. And yeah, you I stood got, us up. Yeah, I Mexico. did. I was so sick. I know. I was so <laughs> sick. I couldn't even get into get out of bed for about three or four days. I almost didn't even go to Mexico. Like yeah. I almost didn't make it on the plane. Yeah. Okay. Now that she's okay. made us feel bad with stuff yeah. flashing on her computer, yeah, we'll get you out of here. We better let you go. Thanks nah. for coming on, Mel. But thanks, Mel. Thanks for having me. No Good problem. luck with the show. Thank we'll you see guys. you uh, next Friday yes. night. Yes, next Friday. Yes. We will see you. All right.